I want people to not be afraid of things looking perfect. It's in the act of doing where you're going to find the joy. It's not the perfection. So just pick up the pen and do the thing. Don't think about the results. Just concentrate on the creating. Today's episode is sponsored by the artist incubator Mastermind. Want to accelerate your art sales? I can show you how. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in B-I-Z to see if you qualify and learn more about the program. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, my passion maker. This is Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to episode number 153 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we're talking all about going all in with your art. In this episode, you'll discover why an art career is best when you jump in the deep end rather than just dipping your toes in the kiddie pool. And we'll also learn about how to balance an art career with other commitments such as motherhood. Today's guest is the artist and owner of Behind Love Lettering, a studio based in Toronto, Canada, dedicated to the beauty and potential of hand lettering. Fascinated with type and calligraphy since childhood, our guest is an illustration graduate from the Ontario College of Art and Design University and considers herself an illustrator that focuses on letters. Her passion has led her to become a published author of extraordinary hand lettering. Her work is featured in numerous magazines such as Uppercase Mag, Flow Magazine, Wedlux, and more. She also had her first solo gallery exhibit called Bottled Feelings in 2020 and is an NFT artist. Her clients include Sephora, Hallmark, Michaels Canada, Moet Shandon, HDTV, and more. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Doris Way. Well, hi, Doris. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Miriam, for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And then just reading your bio, you've done even more than I I remember. Like you're doing NFT art as well. Well, that's like a new thing, isn't it? Right. But as an artist, I always like to explore all the platforms of where I can take my art. Like hearing about the metaverse in, uh, you know, February, I looked into it and it was very, very interesting to me. And I know that it's a place that's going to exist moving forward. So I will definitely put myself in the metaverse as well. So good for you. Okay. So the reason I invited you today is I was listening to an interview you did on a different podcast. I really resonated with what you had to say about when you decided to go all in with your art, you just jumped in the deep end of the swimming pool. And I know so many people who they're so afraid of letting go of their current life and they hold on to it that they never get to experience a more extraordinary life because they're not ready to commit and go in all in. And I just felt this was a very important conversation 
to have. And that's why I invited you to the show today. Thank you. One thing about like jumping into the deep end of a swimming pool, I literally don't know how to swim myself. So that like frightens me to the core. But I was 35 when I decided, you know what, I'm going to take my life and do with it what I feel like I was born to do. Right. And before that moment, I was very scared, scared of failing, scared of like, you know, not making it, you know, embarrassing myself. But I just knew that I was a hard worker and I knew I was meant to be creative. And I just thought to myself, if I took the time and dedicated my life to my craft and what I think that I'm supposed to do, what would happen? And I don't feel like I would have been able to be successful doing it halfway. Jumping into it fully allowed me to not have a safety net to fall back on. So it was like you had to, you had to fight, fight, like to, to make it work. Right. And the fear is kind of what drove me to succeed. The fear of not having something to fall back on also is a driving force. Take us back to what were you doing before you decided to go all in with your art? I know you have a degree in art, but you were working for somebody else. What What is it that you were doing before? This is the thing. I've always been creative to the point where I graduated in illustration, right? So I knew that what I was supposed to do. Growing up, you have this thing about like being a starving artist, so you can't make money being creative, you know? So that was always something that was implanted into, you know, my core as a child, like listening to all this. But at 35, I was working for an import export company, you know, as an office manager. It was not creative, not in the least. But from that job, I wore many different hats, you know, like I, I managed people, I did accounting, I did many, many different things. And I had my daughter. So at that time, when I was 35, she was about three years old. I decided that I really wanted to spend more time with her, be in her life more. So I just thought to myself, how am I going to make that happen? What can I do for myself where I can work from home and also be a part of her life, be the biggest influence in her life? I knew right away my niche and my skill and my passion lies within lettering. At that moment, I was like, it's going to be about lettering, but I had to figure out who is it do I feel like needs my skill and my talent and like what I love. So at that moment, love lettering was created. And from that moment on, I had to show people what I was capable of doing. And then that's how the business grew. And that's how I got a book deal. Like everything that I do always like revolves around lettering and what I feel I could do with it. I like to show the world what lettering can possibly be. I want to circle back to a few things you said there that was very important. First of all, there's there's this mythology that you can't be an artist and a mother, or you can't be a successful business person and a mother. And there's a lot of people who continue that myth, which is why I love having somebody like you on the podcast, because not only are you proving that wrong, but the fact that you became a mother is actually what lifted the veil on your life to show you you weren't even living your life purpose. There's something that is, once you have this, you have a child and your time is more limited, sometimes you need to think, okay, well, what is it that I'm doing with my time and my life? And is it the right thing? Because 
every moment is so precious. A hundred percent, Miriam. The way I view my life is how I think my daughter will tell a story about me. So I live my life the way as if my daughter's telling a story about me. Like, what am I going to do with my time? I know that every moment that I dedicate to creating something, to making something, to lettering something, she's able to see who I am and what I'm doing. But I know that if I worked at that office for the rest of my life, I know my daughter would say my mom works at this place, but that's not who I am, right? So every minute that I dedicate to love lettering and what I love and letters and drawing and creating, it's part of me. She can see that. Whatever I do, I think as a mom, like we want to live by leading a good example in all aspects, right? I can only lead by being a good example. That's what I try to do. I love that. Make a good story for her to tell about her mom. And be sure our children are proud of us. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, being a mom is the toughest job, but it's really, really rewarding. And I'm just thankful that I get to do both in tandem, right? Obviously, some days, you know, the business gets more of my attention, but I know at any moment, I can be there for her at any moment because of my job too. I assume that your your studio where you work is inside your home. Is that right? Yes, yes. That's definitely right. Because, you know, I bring Melody home. My, that's my daughter's name, Melody. I bring her home for lunch every day. I take her to school in the morning. I bring her home for lunch. And then I bring her back to school. I work from home and I work all the time. Like I don't have like a mindset where... I only work these days. I don't work these days. Like I work whenever I can work and I take time off whenever I need the time off. But I work well like that. I know some people, they need like, you know, the Sundays off. I just like to keep myself busy all the time. So if I find a free moment that I can work, I always work. It doesn't matter if it's a Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday. Now, do you have help inside your business? I did have an assistant, but since COVID, the pandemic, I'm solo at the moment. And that's totally okay. There's a little bit more pressure when you do have staff that you're minding as well. I like having the freedom. My life is at my own discretion. Be creative when I want to be. I am on no no schedule, no timeline. I'm at the hands of my daughter and what we want to do. I'm a night owl as well. So I work a lot in the night. In the day, I answer to emails. I do interviews. I run errands. I go to the post office and all that. But at night is when I'm like, when the lettering comes out and I'm really, really creative and I come alive. By the way, I wanted to make sure that you knew that as of this recording, there's just one spot left in the Artist Incubator Mastermind. Now, the Mastermind track is for you if you're already selling your art, but have been disappointed with your current sales. If you've been listening to this podcast and you found my tips helpful, maybe it's time to take the next logical step and work with me on a deeper level. If you're ready to invest in your art career and join a dynamic community of artists who are all doing the same thing, go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in B-I-Z, letter B as in boy, I as in ice cream, Z as in zebra, and see if you qualify. That's shulmanart.com forward slash biz. And now back to the show. 
I know my listeners are going to be interested in some of the very interesting type of work that you do. And I understand that a lot of it got paused because of COVID. You, d- you do a lot of event lettering. Is that right? Yes, definitely. I do a lot of like weddings and like big celebrations. This is why I love my job so much. Everything that I create, most of the time, it's for something happy. There's something joyous going on and I get to be a part of that. So that's like one aspect of my work where like my lettering gets to be part of all these joyous occasions. Like my lettering is always used for with a purpose. Is it for uh, a marketing campaign? Is it for branding, like to make something beautiful, uh, create a logo? It's always for something positive. I call my, my lettering like creative communication. You've got to tell somebody a story. Can you do it where it's visually beautiful as well? My job is to capture an attention with the art of lettering. I always come from that angle where it's art before purpose, but in the end, it's it's together. The point is for it to work really, really well together. And I would love if you could share, I know a lot of this is inside your book, Extraordinary Hand Lettering, but you do lettering on a lot of unusual surfaces. Tell us about some of the unusual projects you've done. Oh, I think that that's really like my niche, the creative side of taking my lettering beyond paper. I wanted to call my book lettering beyond paper, but my publisher was like, I don't think people are going to understand what that means, right? But to me, it's so clear and so concise. It's like taking the beauty of lettering and applying it onto different types of things. And then that creates something totally new. But if you choose the right words that even creates an extra layer of creativity. So I have this one luggage, like this vintage luggage. I love vintage things. I love vintage things because it's not like anyone can find it and do it. That's why I, I love vintage things because it's like, it's like a treasure in itself to begin with. So with this vintage luggage, I wanted to create this piece for my daughter where it says, oh, the places I'll go from the Dr. Seuss book. Those words, it can mean so much. It's like, is it places like where your life is going to take you? Like where you're going to travel to? Is it your dreams? Like there's so many like different aspects where those words can take you. Those are the words that I chose to letter on this luggage. But then you have to take into consideration the artistic side of the lettering now. How are you going to do the composition? Like what type of fonts and typography like do you want to use within this art? When these three things are combined, that's when like the magic really happens. The, what you're lettering on, the words you're choosing, and then the creative lettering style that you want to use to create this one-of-a-kind magical piece. I always love working with creating things that I've never seen before. That's what I'm always chasing, the thing I've never seen before. That keeps me really, really creative. When I'm able to create something that I think like the world will be like, wow, like, you know, that's really special. That's beautiful. And I know and I took a peek at the, at the book and I know that you do explore and you do share your secrets of what techniques and tools work on unusual surfaces. So if you are someone who is interested in taking your lettering to the next level, I definitely suggest you check out her book, Extraordinary hand lettering. And I'll be sure to link that in the show notes, but it's it's also available in bookstores. Is that right? Yeah, like it is. I'm in Canada, right? So I don't know all the craft stores there are in the States. I know it's available at Barnes and Noble, and but it's easiest to find on Amazon. Okay. So we'll make sure we link to her book, chillmanart.com forward slash 153. 
I do want to ask you about the book deal because I'm sure my listeners are interested. How did you get a publishing contract? I got an email from a publishing company and at first I was like, is this a scam? Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, like I did some research and I'm like, it's actually a publisher in New York. They just said that what I was doing was so different. And in 2014, when I started, like hand lettering was just picking up and hand lettering is still going really, really strong, like in terms of like calligraphy and, you know, brush lettering and and whatnot. But what I do is a little bit different because it's more creative, right? Like I said, it's lettering on things as opposed to just creating like, you know, things for your bullet journal or, you know, sketchbooking and things like that. The person said to me, have you ever been, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I go, of course I have. That's what I would say if somebody presented me an opportunity. <laughs> but course. honestly, I, I have. When people ask me, was it hard for me to write a book? I say no, because I've had these ideas in my mind my whole life. This just gave me an opportunity to put it on paper. So at that point, they asked me to do like a manuscript, like, you know, write a little bit of what I would write about. What would the book look like? I submitted that. And then like within a day, they're like, yeah, we want to, we want to publish your book. It was probably like less than from when they contacted me to when it was published. Like I had a physical book in my hand, less than two years, but I wrote the book in like a month. My book is very visual. There's a lot of photographs and stuff. So there was a lot of styled shoots and stuff that was involved. So like the styled shoots and everything was what took longer than the writing. The writing was easy because I, like I said, I had, I had that idea in my mind, you know, my whole life. That's great. If you're interested in following Doris, you can go to our channel on Instagram at lettering underscore Doris Way. She also has some YouTube videos. Visit her website because She shared with me that she's going to be offering online workshops in the near future for those of you who want to learn how to do her kind of lettering. We've included links to all these places in the show notes at shulmanart.com forward slash 153. And don't forget, if you like this episode, you have to check out the Artist Incubator Mastermind. It's my private coaching program for professional and emerging artists who want to take their current art business to the next level. The program is by application only. So to see if you qualify, go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz. That's biz as in B-I-Z. Alrighty, Doris, do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete? I love this thing I call the lettering lifestyle. I know that lettering has made my life so much more beautiful and it brings me so much joy. I want people to not be afraid of things looking perfect. It's in the act of doing where you're going to find the joy. It's not the perfection. So just pick up the pen and do the thing don't think about the results just concentrate on the creating do it for the process not for the perfection exactly awesome all right my friend next week we have on the one and only joe packman she's the publisher of the popular magazine where women create trust me you are not going to want to miss it so make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button whatever your podcast app is and if you're feeling extra generous i would love a review if you pop your instagram handle at the end of it i'll even give you a shout out over on my ig stories all right my friend thank you so much for being with me here today i'll see you the same time same place next week stay inspired 
Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com. 